Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 730. Keep it shiny side up. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Jason Harding. Hey, Jason, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Ready to go. All right. Jason Harding is the director of aftermarket operations for KTEC in Clinton Township, Michigan. KTEC provides their customers with innovative products and cutting edge technologies in the areas of engine design, prototyping, testing, R&D, manufacturing, and vehicle modifications. Jason's focus is to develop parts and vehicle packages for the latest GM V8 sports cars. He spends his weekends as a professional driving instructor at the Champion Motor Speedway at M1 Concours. And when he's not driving, he's working on his collection at Harding Motorsports, buying and selling cars or adding to his collection. So Jason, I have told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your career, the fun you're having with cars, and of course, your passion for automobiles? Sure. I've been uh, working with KTEC for over 11 years now. Uh, I started off in the sales position and I moved up to director of my department where I oversee the aftermarket operations of KTEC. So that's sales to private customers, uh, building crate engines, building complete turnkey vehicles, and developing parts for sale in our online store. Before that, I worked in dealerships. I've been a dealership technician, service advisor, and worked in parts departments before that. So that's a little bit of my history in the automotive world before KTEC. And then I started up my own dealer, uh, Harding Motorsports, where I buy and sell mostly Camaros and Firebirds, Corvettes, cars like that, and uh, collect a few for myself also. Well, it sounds like you're having fun. And you're also a driving instructor out at the racetrack? Yes, I do uh, some instruction uh, track days at M1 Concourse, which is in Pontiac, Michigan. That's a new destination on Woodward Avenue where they have private garages, a road course, a skid pad, and they're developing a retail space there where they're, they will have restaurants and events and other kinds of stores. Wow, very cool. Well, you are one busy guy. I don't think you have any downtime between all these venues that you're a part of. So as we continue on your journey, we're going to learn a lot more about you. But first, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. And it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So Jason, take the wheel. My inspirational quote or mantra would be to never give up. Um, sometimes we're faced with huge projects ahead of us, and you just have to take those projects one step at a time turn one bolt at a time and and put one foot in front of the other to get through very large, daunting tasks. So I use that in my personal life and at KTEC. Recently restored a 1991 Camaro Z28 1LE in my personal time. And it was probably the biggest project, car project I've ever taken on personally. Uh, when you have that kind of project all apart, it can seem overwhelming. But my advice is to never give up and just Take it one step at a time, one bolt at a time, and you can get to the finish line. 
your mantra is very akin to what pretty much every race car driver I've had on the show here at Cars Out, which have been dozens and dozens, and every single one of them uses that mantra. So you're in good company being a guy who's out on the track and drives. I'm guessing that's where it came from, but it certainly works in life and in business. So uh, never, ever give up. Winston Churchill, I think, is the guy that's usually coined with saying that, but I'll bet you there was some guy before him that said it as well. Well, let's go back in time. I'd love for you to share a story that instigated your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you realized that you were going to be a car guy? I don't think there's one particular moment. Even before I had my driver's license, I was uh, racing RC cars. So it, it, it always started with cars uh, early on. And then I started working on them myself and working in the automotive field. And it just progressed from there. Did you grow up in a family where you had a dad or a brother or someone in your family that was into cars? My dad was uh, more of a woodworker, um, mm-hmm. but he, he could do a brake job and do maintenance. He was good on cars, but it was a long time ago that I surpassed him in car knowledge. <laughs> Very cool. Well, Jason, what I'd love to do now is take a look at some of the many roads you've driven down. You're a guy that tackles or takes on a lot of things. I mean, I can't imagine having all the different things going on in my life that you are, but I'd love for you to share a huge challenge or even a big failure that you faced along the way in your career. Of course, the most important part of this question is, what did it teach you and how did you overcome that? So kind of take us there and help us understand how this situation helped you gain even more momentum in your business or your career. So the big challenge I would say more recently was the, the 91 Camaro Z28 that I restored. Uh-huh. Um, I recreated a car that GM did for SEMA in 1991, kind of a tribute to that car. It was the LT5 Camaro that they built for SEMA. And I wanted to recreate that paint job and do the car as if GM would do it today. So instead of using the LT5, I did a LS3 swap in the car. I happened to find an actual 1LE car uh, local to me without any rust on it, but it had been sitting in a storage unit for many years. So mm. I bought that. Uh, I tore it all down to basically a bare shell and, and painted the underbody and the engine compartment before doing the LS3 swap 4L60 automatic transmission and went through all the suspension and brakes and uh, drivetrain. What was it about that car that you want, why you wanted to recreate it? What made it so special for you? It was the paint job, really, that drew me to it. After GM had it at SEMA in 1991, it went into storage, and it wasn't really seen again until the uh, late 90s, early 2000s, when Scott Settlemeyer pulled it out for the uh, the GM show circuit. And I saw it at the GM, uh, the Camaro Superfest, in uh, I think it was 2000, it has a totally rad 90s paint job on it. It's purple with uh, neon yellow accents over a white base. And being a child of the 80s and early 90s, that just drew me in. And I always loved that car and saved all the pictures of it. And then now that I'm getting older and buying and selling cars and getting a little bit of extra money, it became a project that I couldn't get out of my head. And the only way I could get out of my head was to build it myself. <laughs> so I created the car. We duplicated the the paint job by sending the old pictures of the original car to a graphics company mm-hmm. who created a, a vinyl mask to paint. We used that as a template. So it's pretty much duplicated exactly as the graphics on the original car. And it is painted. It's not. It's not a vinyl. The vinyl was just used for the template. Oh, okay. And the car was paint. Was painted. I took the colors and I turned up the saturation a little bit. So the original car was kind of like they called it a Atari purple. I used House of Color Hawaiian purple pearl, 
which is a little bit deeper, more vibrant. The, the base of the car is white, and then it's got some accents that are uh, neon yellow, and the wheel centers are neon yellow. And then the interior, I duplicated by uh, using fourth-gen Camaro seats mm-hmm. instead of the third-gen of the original, kind of updated that. But I had some custom seat covers made with, with some custom leather in the neon yellow color. Wow. Couldn't find the material to match the yellow perfectly until I saw on Facebook, I follow Vaughn Hockey, and they posted a set of goalie pads with that exact color. And I'm like, that's the color that I need. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm friends with them. So I was able to get some material from them. Uh, they were nice enough to, to uh, sell me some of that material. And what could be better for durability than hockey pad uh, material? And it looks like an automotive grade leather, but it's extremely durable. And that finished out the interior. Wow. This thing sounds wild. You got to send me a picture of this. Did you end up selling the car? No, I did this for myself. I have far too much invested to to sell this car. So I I did it as something that I would have and and keep. Oh, you got to send me a picture of this thing. Wow. That sounds... It sounds sure. absolutely wild. The car is going to be in uh, Chevy High Performance Magazine, uh, an issue coming up here. So, Oh, cool. Awesome. Your awesome. listeners will be able to see it and read all about the whole project. Yeah, I can't wait to share that with them. You know, when you take on a daunting task like that, there's a lot of components that are difficult. But what was the biggest challenge if you had to pick one thing, which I know is probably hard to do? Um, yeah, finding finding that interior uh, material was probably one of the hardest things. Mm-hmm. The LS swap I'm kind of, I know how to do LS swaps and it's been done before. There's a lot of existing parts that you can just buy for an LS swap in that car. Got a custom harness made by Howell Engine Developments. They do a lot of harnesses for K-Tech. We're running it on a standard production controller, flashed a calibration in for a truck because there isn't a car with an automatic and uh, that controller and that throttle body. So the truck base cow works and then we custom tune it for that car. The paint job was a big obstacle to overcome also. Once we figured out, use the vinyl mask and paint over. It was painted by Custom Creations here in Michigan. They do some show cars for GM and SEMA and things like that. So that was a daunting task for them. And they were able to execute that with the level that really that car needed to look right. Yeah. Wow. Sounds fantastic. Can't wait to see it. Well, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. It's kind of one of those times where you take a new direction, a new step. Sounds like you've done that a couple times with all the different things you're doing. But tell us how that aha moment made a great change for you. Well, starting at K-Tech is a big uh, change in direction after working in dealerships. I learn something new every day there, even working there 11 years. We're doing so much stuff with engines, and we have so many great people there with a lot of talent. You just learn things all the time. Another change was um, you know, opening up my dealership and, and getting my dealer license. That's always been a very difficult process to do paperwork-wise and, mm-hmm. and getting approvals with the city. And, and ha- you have to have a, uh, a physical office location in Michigan to do that. And that was always a struggle. I was able to get a home office to use for that and uh, applied that mantra, never give up. You just keep pushing <laughs> to get the approvals yeah. uh, required. And I was able to get that and that allowed me to buy and sell. I used to dabble buying and selling personally, but getting the dealer license really pushed that. And I started trying to do it for a, more of a business purpose to make that little bit of extra money that I 
put into my my toys. Yeah, exactly. I know in this state of Washington, if you sell, I think it's over five cars a year, you have to legally have a business license to do that. And it is difficult to get one of those. They do make you jump through all sorts of hoops and things. So I'm sure they're doing it because they don't want people to uh, duck and dodge tax issues with buying and selling cars, uh, which a lot of times people will try to do, which usually comes back to bite you. Well, kudos to you for all of that. Wow, fantastic. How about a proudest career moment? I would assume you've had many, but is there one in particular that you could share? Uh, sure. I mean, getting the dealer license was a proud moment. We hit 700 horsepower in our 427 LT1 at K-Tech. That was a proud moment. We we started developing a 427 Cube LT1, the new generation mm-hmm. five engine for the C7 Corvette. And I set a goal of 700 horsepower naturally aspirated, which was a lofty goal, although we had been making 660 horsepower with our current LS7 package. Mm-hmm. We spent a couple of years developing that engine package, and we, we couldn't hit the power until the MSD intake manifold came out. We put on the MSD intake manifold, and it liked more cam phasing, phased the camshaft, and we hit 700 horsepower naturally aspirated. That was a good goal to hit. Oh, that God. was a good time. Yeah, that's wild. Those engines, what do they naturally come out of the crate with before you start modifying them? 460 horsepower in the 6.2 liter configuration. We're sleeving them and increasing the stroke to make it for 125 bore four inch stroke, same dimensions as the LS7. Mm-hmm. And that gets us up to with a camshaft and, and ported heads and intake manifold gets us up to 700 horsepower. Man, that's a lot of horsepower. Holy cow. Now, do you have to do anything special to the cars to plant all that power on the ground? The cars have been really great. I mean, the, the drivetrain on the C7 is much improved over the C6. We haven't been breaking anything. Mm-hmm. The electronics are much better in the car for traction management. It, it's always managing traction because of tires, but the car has been really solid. Wow. Fantastic. Wow. Kudos to that. 700 horsepower. Yeah, baby. Rock and roll. And it's very, very streetable, too. It's not uh, difficult to drive. Yeah, that can be a problem sometimes with cars that have a lot of horsepower. Is, it sounds really impressive, but keeping the cars in a straight line or uh, on the ground is, is the challenge sometimes. You're often trading for drivability with a camshaft that's large enough to make that kind of power. Mm-hmm. The camshaft that we have in there does not trade off that much drivability. Wow, fantastic. Ah, it's awesome. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and go back in time again. I'd love for you to talk about your first really special car and maybe share a memory you have with that vehicle. Sure. That'd probably be my 1985 IROC, which was the second car I ever owned. I decided to swap the engine in that car. I put a LT1 in it back in 99. Started ripping the engine out of the car in my parents' garage without telling them. And my dad just came home and saw parts everywhere. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a big project, but I learned a lot about engine swapping that I applied to life things later down in life uh-huh. back then nobody really swapped lt1s into cars uh did a t56 transmission swap into that car and, and made it all work with the computer and everything and so i learned a lot about engine swapping there uh that car sold i think in about 2005 i currently have an 89 iroc that's red same color that's been restored that's really my baby the the way the paint really should have looked on the first car yeah. you know so Cool. I'm keeping that IROC. <laughs> yeah, sounds cool. Well, talk about how about a car that you've let go? Is there a car that you've owned and let go that you really wish you had back? Yeah, around that time I had the 85 IROC. I also bought a 1982 Camaro Indy Pace car. 
that only had 23,000 miles on it. It was a beautiful show car. I entered in a few shows and won some awards. And back then I had to sell one car to buy the next, you know, not as, as much these days. So I try to collect them. Yeah. But uh, I had to sell that car to move on to the next one. And I sold it to somebody and I found it about a year ago. The person I sold it to actually drove it, left it outside, pretty much ran it into the ground. Mm. And I would have loved to have another 82 Indy Pace car these days with that kind of condition that that car was in when I sold it. I have a 93 Camaro Indy Pace car right now that's in my collection. Always wanted the 93 and now I need to find another 82 to go along with it. It's always disappointing when you've owned a car and let it go and then you see it years later and the guy that bought it just trashed it. I've had that happen with cars and you just kind of go, man, I took such good care of that car for you. Look what you did to it. Why'd you do this? Yeah, once they're not yours anymore, it's out of control. Very nice. Well, I would love for you to talk a little bit. uh, Go back to K-Tech. Let's talk about K-Tech and let our listeners know about all the different things that you do and what has you guys really excited and fired up this year. Well, we're always working on development on C7s. I have a 2015 Z06 that we use for developing new products and promotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just wrapped up installing our new fuel system for that car. We're trying to run E85 without any methanol injection to support the fuel system. Just put a big wing on the car. It's all stickered up like a race car, yet I still drive it on the street. So it gets a lot of attention. Yeah. We use it for promotion, and it's going to be in a magazine article. We're working on a 2010 Dodge Challenger project right now, deviating from our normal GM cars. Uh, A local customer wanted us to build a kind of a show Challenger that could also go around M1 Concourse. He's a member there, and maybe go down the drag strip once in a while. So we put a Viper V10 in a 2010 Challenger and added a Pro Charger Supercharger. Now, Pro Charger doesn't make a kit for a Challenger with a Viper V10 in it, so we bought the compressor unit and then engineered our own bracket system to mount it and drive system. It's getting a a huge interior project. It's going to rival Ferrari quality interior. It's at the paint shop right now getting getting painted. It's going to be painted that old B5 blue 70 CUDA color. It's kind of, the customer wants kind of a modern adaptation of a CUDA. Mm-hmm. It's got a wide body, forge line wheels, Brembo brakes, ride tech suspension. It's going to be quite the show car when we're done. It's already been all mocked up. So it's at the body shop now getting paint. And then when it comes back, it'll get final assembly and some electronics work and hopefully be uh, to the customer so he can enjoy it for the summer. Oh, man. Sounds fantastic. So tell our listeners with K-Tech, if I have a vehicle that I want to modify at all different kinds of levels, I would come to you and there's products I can buy directly from you. I can put on myself or I can send a car to you and you can do whatever I want to it. Exactly. We have an online store uh, with uh, about 500 products in it that we make. Most of it's the KTEC brand stuff and some other things that support those products. And a lot of customers, uh, individuals and shops buy online and, and use them for their own installations and shops resell them for their, for their customers. And we sell crate engines for the same purpose if you want to install a, a crate engine yourself. Or if you want to just send the whole car in, we have a full-service car shop, and we can do it as a turnkey package. We've developed standardized packages for all the different uh, GM, V8, late-model cars, Camaro, Corvette, Cadillac, CTSD, Pontiac G8, trucks, anything basically with a LS or LT V8. And you can just drop that off at K-Tech and select one of the packages, check any option boxes that you want, and we'll install it, tune it, and deliver it to you, a finished car with a 
12-month, 12,000-mile warranty. And for listeners out there, if you want to find Jason and K-Tech, just go to uh, ktechengines.com, and you'll find uh, their online products. Uh, You can call Jason, talk to him about any project you want, send him a car like you said, and uh, he'll make you go real fast for sure. Well, Jason, here's a very introspective question for you. If you were a car, what kind of car would Jason be and why? Well, I, I think I'd be a Lamborghini Murcielago LP670 SV. Holy cow. <laughs> and I, I, I answered your other question that was what my dream car would be. So it's basically the same answer as my dream car. I've always been a Lamborghini guy. just loved them since I was a kid. Even before I liked cars, I knew I liked the Lamborghini Countach. Yeah, yeah. And it's always been an evolution to the Diablo and the Murcielago. And the Aventador is great too, but something about the Murcielago that just sticks with me. I'm kind of, I like flashy things. I like uh, the top of the line stuff. So I think that would be, that would be it for me. (laughs) You'd have to be. Holy cow. Wow. You're the first one of those on this show. So rocket man for sure. Well, Jason, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. What's the worst thing for your car's interior? No, it's not that milkshake the kids spilled in the back seat. It's the sun. Harmful UV rays cook your automobile's interior hour after hour when it's parked outside, even on a cloudy day. What's the solution? Covercraft sunscreens. They protect your dash, seats, and interior finishes from those damaging UV rays while keeping the interior temperature tolerable, even on the hottest summer days. No more painfully sizzling seats and steering wheels for you. They unfold quickly and easily install stay where you put them, and are custom pattern for an exact fit. The foam core acts as a cooling insulator, and you can get yours in different colors and finishes. And they even fold up easily and store under your seat or on the floor. I've used Covercraft sunscreens for years, and they are a fast and easy solution that protect my beloved cars when they're not in the garage. Learn more and order yours at Covercraft.com. Want to protect your entire vehicle? Get a car cover from Covercraft. They have those too. That's Covercraft.com. And tell them Mark sent you. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts? Around the globe, I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Okay, Jason, we're back and we're entering the last lap and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? 
I'm going to have to say measure twice, cut once. <laughs> that comes from my dad, and it really comes from woodworking, but I think it applies to cars too. You mentioned woodworking in junior high. My woodworking teacher was C.C. C. Dixon, which was very funny because I grew up in Southern California, but he was from the South, so he had a virus big drawl when you talk like that. And I'll never forget C.C. Dixon because uh, one of his fingers was missing from a saw accident. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, measure twice, cut once. Oh, that still rec- uh, rings in my mind. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? I think always pushing for more uh, business, sales, or in general in life. Um, I thrive when we're really busy and on the edge of insanity, which is kind of happening right now because it's becoming uh, springtime soon and yeah. everybody wants to get their cars worked on. So always pushing for more, really. How about a resource? There's lots of great resources out there, including ktechengines.com, of course. But is there another resource that you'd like to share with our listeners that you're really fond of? Well, sure, sure. That for Ktech, not only ktechengines.com, but uh, if you follow us on Instagram or Facebook, mm-hmm. you can get an inside look at what's going on in the shop. We post a lot of pictures and videos. We're working on some professionally edited videos right now for a big car project. So you can see what we're doing in the shop and mm-hmm. kind of be on the inside with us and ask us questions and we respond on there. So if you type in uh, Ktech into the search terms of Instagram or Facebook, we should come up with the... Uh, the name on Instagram is Ktech underscore Inc. And we are at Facebook.com slash Ktech Performance. Absolutely. And listeners, I'll make sure I put links to all these on Jason's show notes page at CarsYad.com. Just type Jason Harding into the search bar and you'll find all these links to uh, follow Ktech and all the great, exciting things they're doing. Now, Jason, if you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry or field, living or deceased, who would it be? I think it'd be Ayrton Senna. Oh, um, he has. <laughs> yeah. He has that never give up mentality and his drive is just amazing. I'd love to share a drink with him and actually, uh, while we're at it, get in a car and maybe he could give me some pointers on the track because no matter how much you teach, you can always learn more. Yeah, I really love that guy. Followed him. He's uh, one of my driving heroes. In fact, I have one of his quotes on my business card. I like him so much. So uh, I think we both could enjoy or would enjoy a drink if we'd had that opportunity to uh, talk with Ayrton. Man, what a driver. Now about a book. Is there a book that you've read that you think the Cars Out listeners would enjoy? Uh, I recently read Richard Rawlings' book, Blood, Sweat, and Beers. And <laughs> coming from business, I found that pretty interesting. Um, all the businesses and careers that he's been through in life to get to where he is today, how difficult it was for him to get uh, his own show, uh, Fast and Loud. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. And being a dealer of cars, you know, that's right up my alley too. Yeah, he's just uh, what seems like a short time has become big time famous although of course there was a years of work behind that to get where he's gotten to today yeah tremendously successful especially in the tv and uh celebrity field as well well i'll remind our listeners you can find links to all these great resources jason has shared on his show notes page at carsyad.com just type jason in the search bar as i mentioned and there's another great place on the carsyad website called guest recommended books where this book and all the recommendations of the guests, of uh, 729 of them before Jason here, are listed for quick, easy clicks to buy. It's on the website there. Just type resources and you'll find a guest recommended books. All right, Jason, we're up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a bit of a doozy. You kind of gave it away already, but we'll talk about it again. If you could have only one very cool collector car in your garage, of course, money's no, no problem today. I'm going to buy you whatever you like. 
What would that car be and why? Yeah, it'd be the Lamborghini Murcielago LP670 Superveloce. It was the last year of the Murcielago. They went all out with Radical Arrow on it. And the styling, I think, is uh, some of the best that Lamborghini's ever come out with. Oh, uh, yeah. Have you had a chance to drive one of those? I haven't driven Murcielago. One day. Well, I'll make, sure, I'll make sure I make sure I send you one as soon as I can. What color would you choose? They've got some wild colors at Lamborghini. It would have to be orange. Ah, okay. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. I like that color. That'd be very, very cool. Orange is a good, great color, especially for Lamborghini. Oh, my goodness. You're going to have some fun in that one, my friend. Well, Jason, you have taken me on a great ride around the track today. I knew you would. And I've really enjoyed your stories. And I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with me and the Car Child listeners. Could you give us one parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that Lamborghini Murcielago? Sure. Keep it shiny side up. <laughs> yes, most definitely. I don't want you scratching that car I'm going to buy for you. So, uh, yeah, shiny side up. And again, what's the best way for their listeners here to follow all the different businesses that you're involved with? Sure. So uh, Instagram, it's uh, ktech underscore Inc. Facebook.com slash ktech performance. And you can follow Harding Motorsports on Instagram and Facebook also, as well as M1 Concourse if you're interested in getting your car out on the track. We're having a track day with KTEC July 22nd and 23rd at M1 Concourse called Track Attack. And you can sign up for that on our website on the main page. Awesome. That sounds like fun. Well, again, listeners, you can find links to everything on Jason's show notes page at carsyad.com. Just go there and uh, check out everything this guy is into. Jason is one busy guy. If you ever think you don't have enough time in the day, think about what Jason does. Maybe you give him a call and find out how the heck he does this. I think he stays away from the TV. That's probably one of the big things here. Jason, uh, thank you again for being so generous with your time and expertise and for sharing your automotive experiences with me and the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.